0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And hello there. We're ready to go. We hope you are as well. John Scholes here. And joining us momentarily, Alex Lucifero, our guy, our guy in the hot seat. He's the one of the information, actually, a resident lawyer tonight. You want to reach out to Alex after the show. Here's how that goes down, one 855 821 help at employmentlawyer.ca. One of uh, our topics today uh, is going to be employee rights when a business is sold. Because there's a lot of head scratching goes on, but that goes down. So we'll cover that here in just a bit. That and some of your emails in between the phone calls. Again, phone lines are open, so let's go. There's no dumb questions. Everything's to be learned, right? Alex, give us your uh, week that was, pal. What's happening?
1: Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be here as always been another busy start to the week. Uh, John, we're kind of into the summer now and just today uh, we've had lots of people contact us with questions about their employment, of course, all sorts of questions, John. People have uh, questions about health and safety, fielded some of those today about performance management, performance improvement plans, Seem to be a hot topic of the day, temporary layoffs, and of course, questions about termination of employment, about severance, and listen John I mean that's that's great obviously it's unfortunate that people are dealing with difficult situations in their work but we always always encourage people to contact us seek out that help seek out the information the advice that you need to help start solving those workplace problems and you could do that by of course calling into the show right now we you know, be more than happy to hear from you, let's get that workplace situation uh, solved right here and now, or if you want to contact us off air at the office as well, really however you want to get a hold of us. The important thing here is if you have questions about your work, if you've been let go from your job, certainly, or if you feel like your employer's not holding up its end of the bargain somehow, you need to speak with an employment lawyer as soon as possible. These conversations cannot wait. They can literally affect your entire career, your family's livelihood, your mental health of course and listen the more information the more knowledge you have as an employee and as an employer for, as well for that matter right. just the more protected more prepared you're going to be able to deal with any kind of workplace uh issues so you know th- that's how important these kinds of conversations are uh and to give you a bit of an example of that uh and with all of that said john let's get straight to the business here and talk about the case of the day an opportunity, of course, to talk about a particular matter that uh, that I dealt with uh, today that I think provides a a good lesson here for our listeners. Uh, tough situation, John, I have to say. I spoke to a very nice lady earlier today who was in a pretty tough spot. She explained to me, John, and we hear this more often than we would like, she explained to us that she was being pretty badly mistreated at work by her boss uh, in some pretty terrible ways uh, now oftentimes we think of these situations, John, you know, bullying and harassment as maybe, you know, maybe just some, someone's being a little rude and not saying good morning or, or, or good night at, uh, you, you know, when they're leaving, or maybe they're just a little impolite, or maybe gotcha. there's some kind of office politics at, at play or gossip at play. Well, that was very obviously not the case here. Unfortunately, once I spoke to this lady, it became pretty darn clear she was being just really, really badly mistreated by her boss. Her boss was very rude to her, very condescending, threatened her job on more than one occasion, John, swearing at her, putting wow. her down in front of other employees. Like some really nasty stuff, uh, John, to the point that this lady was just ready to drop everything, ready to leave the job, quit, never come back, and just kind of disappear uh, in, you know, into the sunset. And listen, to her credit, one of the first things she did, John, was she called us and she wanted to know, what do I do here? What options do I have? What's the solution? Should I go on medical leave? Uh, You know, should I just quit and figure it out afterwards? Or or do I just have to suffer with the situation? And of course I told her, well, no, you know, there is a solution here. You don't have to suffer through a poisoned work environment every employee in the province across the country John every employee has the right to work in a healthy supportive safe proper work environment that's free from harassment free from the kind of behavior that I just mentioned demeaning employees swearing at employees belittling employees that is the classic classic example of harassment in the workplace and if that happens to you uh, where the work environment becomes that poisoned You can actually treat your employment as being terminated. It's what we call a constructive dismissal. In this case, John, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to get this lady out of the workplace. Initially, she's going to take a medical leave of absence. Oftentimes, John, that's the first and quickest way to get somebody out of the work environment. You know, The behavior is so terrible that a doctor is undoubtedly going to give her a medical note to take some time off. And that's when we then step in. Uh, uh, john and we're going to reach out to the employer and let them know that what's been happening here is completely inappropriate completely illegal uh, and we're going to get her the severance that she's owed so she can move on to a better workplace and i wanted to mention that you know i had a couple of stories that i was thinking of talking about tonight john i wanted to mention this one in particular because a lot of people out there may think that there's there's some sort of shame in being harassed at work, or they have no options when they're dealing with a difficult boss just to kind of grin and bear it. But you have rights, the law actually comes down quite hard on employers who don't foster a safe work environment and if that happens to you and you know you know what to do just give us a call we're going to be talking uh, uh, in more detail about workplaces kind of later on in the show in the context of sales of the business but again we're talking about harassment in the workplace here if that happens to you you need to reach out right away it's not a situation that can wait and uh, again we're going to be helping this lady out and hopefully getting her the compensation that she deserves and, and solving a problem at the same time.
0: And with that we'll take uh, one short break, get back in one the law show. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment. Alrighty, and we're uh, we're back at it. Good to have you along. Alex Luchaferro is your guy. You want to reach out? 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Okay, let's get this happening, brother. Employee rights when a business is sold. Uh, when a business is sold, do the employees automatically get severance? I think a lot of people would be thinking that, right?
1: yeah lots of people contact us with questions about uh, you know mergers acquisitions purchases and sales whatever you want to call it uh, uh john this is probably one of the more stressful occasions in an employee's career and clearly things are going to be changing when there's the purchase and sale of a business. Obviously the actual ownership of the company is changing, you know, however, sure. right? Whatever side of the equation you're on there, there are going to be changes happening. We actually saw this with Rogers and Shaw a couple of months ago, and it's an ongoing process, uh, uh John, where Layoffs has ha- have happened as a result. People's positions have changed as a result, and that's just one kind of major example of two major corporations. These happen at every single level, whether you're a, you know a medium-sized business or you know an international business. Now, the question of severance is an interesting one, uh, uh, John. You met, you know, you asked very specifically: Do employees automatically get severance right. when a business is sold? And the answer, John, is no. Actually, you don't automatically get severance when the business uh, is sold. It really depends on whether your employment continues through that purchase and sale. So if your company is sold, but you carry on your employment with the new employer, well, you don't get severance, your employment kind of continues right through that transaction, right? Yeah. Again, maybe there's some changes. We could talk about what that might might look like, but no, it's not a guarantee. It's not an automatic right that an employee has uh, has severance. It might depend uh, on whether the purchasing company uh, offers you a position or not, right? So if your employment ends, actually ends, let's say your employment is terminated because there's a purchase and sale of a business, you no longer have a job, John, well, listen, then like in any other situation where your employment has been terminated, you yeah, of course, your own severance. You no longer have a position, right? But you may still have a position even though there's a purchase and sale of the company. So, again, that's why automatically you don't get severance.
0: Question number two for you, pal, is this. What happens to an employee's length of service if they continue working? I mean, it may be a brand-new company day one, but you may be a
1: 35-year employee, right? Yeah, that's right. And we've seen this. We don't see it too often, John, but we've seen it from Mm -hmm. time to time where the purchasing company – will actually try and start that employee's years of service at day one when they take over a new company, right? when they purchase another employer and that is wrong, wrong, wrong. Your length of service, when you are part of a company that, again, whether it's a merger with another company or they're being purchased by another company, when your company changes hands and your employment continues through that transaction and into, you know, the new company or the the purchasing company, you have to count that previous length of service as part of your employment. So if you're a year 15 employee, Mm -hmm. right, when your employer is is sold to another company, right, you're then going to be a year 15 and day one employee with the new company. Your years of service carry over. Uh, and that's extremely important because that purchasing company, you know, then kind of inherits all of your years of service. If you're terminated at some future point in time, well, then again, you're a long service employee whose severance entitlements are going to be significant. Length of employment is one of the factors. Uh, John, as we all very well know, along with an employee's age and their position yep. within the company, that matters very much when it comes to a severance calculation. Of course, there's going to be a big difference between you know, a 15-year employee, for example, and a, and a one-year employee when it comes to severance. Sure. So, length of service, uh, uh, John, continues. Your seniority continues with the purchasing uh, a company. I don't care what they write into the contract. I don't care what they try and, and tell those employees. By default, as a matter of law, uh, those previous years of service count.
0: Well, it's interesting because sometimes the case is, you know, just a new company owner comes in and, you know, the name on the outside of the building changes. But for the most part, people just keep humming along. So there's no big deal. But every, well, not every so often, I guess quite often now, especially with people, uh, employers are getting wiser and smarter. They're getting better advice. Mm-hmm. What happens when that new company wants that employee? And well, I'll take it back to the 15 year employee, maybe not the 15 day employee, but the one who's got some length of service. What happens if they slide them a new employment contract? That's a
1: big, big red flag. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you're absolutely right, John. It's becoming more and more common nowadays uh, that when there's the purchase and sale of a business, the purchasing employer is getting, you know, of course, getting legal advice, but getting sharp enough legal advice that they're offering employment contracts to these employees that they'll be taking over. And a lot of times these contracts have terms in them that are very employer friendly and not very employee friendly. So I'll give you a couple of examples here, John, of stuff that we see quite often. These employment contracts, and and actually this applies to any employment contract, really, whether you're a w- whether you're a you know a day zero employee or whether it's in the context of a purchase and sale of a business. There are a couple of things you want to look out for in employment contracts as an employee. The first is, and it's you know, it might be odd to be thinking about severance or termination when you're being offered a job, John, but the termination right. language in an employment contract is probably the most important language that there will be in the contract. Of course, short of you know the position and your pay and your vacation, of course, those are the big ticket items you look at first. But the next thing you should be looking at after those big ticket items is is any kind of termination or severance language. Oftentimes, and again, especially nowadays, John, there will be a paragraph in your employment contract that's titled termination, and there will be Mm -hmm. some language there that tries to limit an employee's severance entitlements. Now, what's important to understand is, without that language there, uh, John, let's say there isn't any termination language in an employment contract. By default, Right? Severance is going to be based on an employee's age, position, and years of service. What that termination language in the contract does is it tries to limit your severance to something else, to something less than. It's there, any kind of language in an employment contract is there to benefit the employer, John, not the employee. And severance is exactly the same, that termination language is going to be there to limit your severance entitlements. And so in the context of a sale of a business, if you're in a situation where maybe you don't have an employment contract or maybe you have an employment contract, but it doesn't say anything about severance, you're in this situation where if you're let go, you're owed severance based on your age, position and years of service. But if you sign that contract from the purchasing company right, that does limit your severance entitlements, Well, now you've limited your severance time. You've signed off on potentially thousands of dollars. You've given away thousands of dollars in severance by accepting that contract from the new company, from the purchasing company. That's just one example, uh, uh, John. We also see temporary layoff language in employment contracts that if it's not in there, An employer is not allowed to let an employee uh, go on temporary layoff. You could treat the layoff as a termination if there is no termination, uh, no temporary layoff language that is in your employment contract. Just a couple of examples, uh, John, of how it's very important to have a very close look at any kind of contract that the purchasing company is offering you if that contract is significantly different in a negative way if the terms of employment being offered are very, very negative, you have options as an employee, and you know your best option might be to decline uh, that job offer. But we can maybe talk about uh, that a little bit more in a sec.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, what happens if an employee doesn't want to take a new job at the company? I mean, is the employee entitled to anything like severance? I, I guess it would depend on why yeah. they're not coming back or don't want to continue, right? Break that down.
1: Yeah, no, but that's the right. That's the right question. So you know what i would say is if the job being offered uh... john is exactly the same right and, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it yourself right? if it's a seamless transition where from day one to day two in the context of a purchase and sale the only thing that's changed is the name on the paycheck right they haven't si- asked you to sign a contract your position hasn't changed your pay hasn't changed everything else stays the same uh... uh right in a situation like that listen it's It's the case that it's going to be completely reasonable and expected of the employee to accept, you know, to accept the transition to the new company. Right. And and that makes sense, right? Nothing's changed. Why would you take issue with the new company taking over? If nothing's changed, right? If the employee for one reason or another, John, doesn't like that company, right? Doesn't like the name or doesn't like the reputation, whatever the case may be. And you decide not to go, not to continue on with the new company. Listen, in that context, that's a resignation. Right? You can give your two weeks and right. off you go, but you're not going to be owed any severance in that, case, in that kind of case. Now, going back to my previous comments, if it's the case that the position you're being offered with the company or the contract rather that you're being offered with the company is very different. Let's say there's termination language in the contract that you've never had to sign up for before. There's temporary layoff language in the in the contract that you've never had to agree to before. Maybe there's language in the contract, John, that allows this new company to change your position without notice, right? Or to change your job responsibilities without notice. Or maybe they're offering you a different position that's a demotion. In that kind of case, John, where the position you're being offered with the new company or the terms that you're being offered with the new company are significantly different, you know what, John? You do have the right to say no, to reject uh, that offer, in which case you would still be owed severance. Mm, But rejecting that opportunity to continue on with the purchasing company, John, if you're going to be owed severance, it has to be based on the argument that the position or the terms that you're being offered are very, very different in a negative way. I right? guess yeah, someone might be that basis. Someone might,
0: someone might want to take the opportunity to go back to school thought this is a high time to get out of here and, and go but there's you know obviously as you say repercussions to making that decision right?
1: Yeah. It's not a good enough excuse, right? If all other things yeah, being equal, yeah. mm-hmm. if your position isn't changing in any way, it's just, again, the name on the paycheck, that's not a good enough reason. If, again, they're changing your position in a negative way, or they're asking you to sign terms of employment that are very, very different and can negatively affect you in the future, listen, as an employee, you actually have every right to reject that opportunity. Right. Interestingly, John, it's going to be the selling company that's going to owe you severance, right? Right. So because you've never worked with the purchaser or the purchasing company because you rejected their offer of continued employment, right? It's going to be the seller that owes you severance. This actually happens all the time. And uh, John, it might sound like a slightly complicated situation, but it's pretty common that that this kind of stuff happens. The, the moral of the story here, John, and the key to this situation is for all employees, if you're in the context of a purchase and sale, if your company is being bought or sold, do not just blindly sign off on whatever documents or whatever contracts the, the employer wants you to sign. Make sure you speak with an employment lawyer first. Make sure you review those terms and details. The terms on page one of the contract or page two of the contract might look great. They might look exactly the same as what you know your current terms of employment are, but it's the details on page three, four, five, and six, right, that might really matter in the long run, and where the purchasing company could really take advantage of the situation. Because if you sign off on that contract, uh, uh, John, they can let you go the next day, and you've signed off now on a lesser severance package, uh, right? And that could cost yeah. you tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes even hundreds of thousands of dollars, if you're a very long-term employee.
0: Let's get to an email from uh, Kareem. Says, guys, I work for a Quebec-based company that's having a difficult time right now and they may close shop. If they do end up closing, am I still entitled to severance?
1: Yeah, tough situation for employees, uh, uh, John, and this is the typical advice I give. Listen, if an employer is shutting up shop, if they've just decided to cease operations and close the business, employees are 110% still owed severance. Closing up a business, wrapping up a business does not absolve an employer from owing its employee severance. So Kareem, you're going to be owed severance if that company decides to close based on your age, position and years of service. I'm assuming of course that you're an Ontario resident. If you are an Ontario resident, despite the fact that it's a Quebec based company, you're still owed severance uh, as per Ontario law and again that's going to be based on your age, position and years of service. Now the caveat to that rule john is if the company mm-hmm. claims bankruptcy right because there's a difference of course between a company just deciding to shut up shop right cease operations that's one thing and a company claiming bankruptcy or claiming what's called receivership it's another way of, of uh, it's another uh, name for bankruptcy if kareem the company is claiming bankruptcy or going into re- receivership then i hate to say it but you're not likely going to be owed severance, or if you're going to be owed any severance, it's going to be pennies on the dollar. Unfortunately, bankruptcy is the worst case scenario for employees when it comes to severance or when it comes to collecting anything really from an employer. You become a creditor as an employee like everyone else, and that means get behind the big banks, get behind oh. the secured lenders, and you're going to get, you know, again, pennies on the dollar probably if you ever see anything out of the process. It's the toughest situation, John, for employees. We saw it with the Bay, uh, or excuse me, not with the Bay. We saw it with Sears, rather, uh, and a couple of different high-profile companies over the years, and it's just, you know, it's a really tough spot.
0: Yeah, nothing you do at that point. There's no money, no blood from a stone if you're weighed on the packing uh, packing order for that That's one. That's exactly for sure. right. Yeah, I know. We're gonna uh, we'll leave it there for now. Good night. Thank you so much for uh, for listening in. Thank you, Corinne, for that email. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. In the meantime, reaching out to Alex always do so. As you can tell, he's ready to sit there and have a chat with you. 1-855-821-5900 is how you do it. And uh, to reach out through email, that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. and the website always use this your first place to go pocketemploymentlawyer.ca And uh, we'll pick it up again tomorrow night right here at 630. Enjoy your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.